Welcome into Texas Bowl edition of Please Bear With Me. So excited you are listening. My name is Scotty Swingler. This is the Please Bear With Me podcast, your go-to podcast for all things Baylor football. And today we're going to be previewing Baylor's matchup with the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's about all we're going to do today. It's going to be a fairly brief episode, but I do have Zach Ellis of Vanderbilt Athletics with me to preview the Commodores and how they are going to try to attack the Baylor Bears. I have a very exciting former Baylor football player guest who will be on the podcast. I just was not able to connect with him before today, and we have to get this episode out. So we will do a post-bowl game season wrap-up episode next week that should be a little bit lengthier, and I should have a conversation with a former Baylor player who I promise you're going to want to hear it. He's a stud One of our best, one of our best, and that's all I'm going to say. So get excited. I really wanted him this week, but we will connect with him next week, and I'm thrilled for you to get in on that next week. So today I've got Zach Ellis to preview the Vanderbilt Commodores, and I think I'm going to go ahead and jump into our conversation, and then I will give you my keys to Baylor coming out of this bowl game with a victory. So here we go. Here is Vanderbilt Athletics' Zach Ellis. Yeah, man. Why don't you start by introducing yourself to my listeners and telling them what you do, and then we can start talking about the football stuff. How about that? Sure. Sounds good. Um, well, my name is Zach Ellis. I'm the writer and digital media editor for Vanderbilt Athletics. Um, for the most part, I'm just sort of the one of the content creators here for VUCommodores.com, our website. Do a podcast, do a bunch of other random stuff, uh, just kind of covering the Commodores, all of our sports here in Nashville and uh, obviously this bowl game coming up with Baylor and the Texas Bowl is a pretty big storyline heading in these next couple of weeks for us. Now tell me kind of the story of the season because I think most Baylor fans are unfamiliar where uh, didn't you guys win your last three games in a row to get bowl eligible? Tell me the story of the season so far. Yeah it was three of the last four actually uh, two two in a row to end the year but yeah I mean this team you know started out um Pretty pretty solid. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but it was either two and zero and three and zero, or two and zero or three and zero to start out the season, um, and then went up to uh, went up to Notre Dame for a really high profile national tele- nationally televised non conference game with the Irish there, who was at the time ranked number eight in the country. Obviously now they're in the college football playoff, and uh, you know held held a lead in that game for a little while, wasn't able to hold on at the end, had like a last last ditch fourth quarter drive that fell off that fell short that would have been a game winning drive for them. But, you know, that kinda pushed them ahead a little bit and showed that they can play with a lot of teams in this country. And uh, you know, down the stretch they uh, secured SEC wins against um against Arkansas and then uh dropped a game against Missouri, but then had to win Ole Miss and Tennessee here at home to reach six wins and they were able to do it. Kind of ironic because two years ago the exact same scenario they were sitting with four wins and had to beat Ole Miss and Tennessee uh, here at home to secure ball eligibility then, and they did it then. And, uh, you know, the the key for this team, this is year five under Derek Mason, um, it's been interesting because, you know, the records might be similar to what happened last year, even though this team was one win short of a bowl game. But it's a really different team in that, you know, so many games this year, there were, there were really no games in which this team was completely out of it. Even against Georgia on the road, it was a top five team at the time. You know, that was a game up until halftime. Um, and every game, some of the losses this year, I mentioned Notre Dame, Florida being one, Kentucky being one. This team led or was tied in the second half of all those games, but just had trouble mm-hmm. kind of closing. But they were they were able to, uh, you know, 
win the games they needed to down the stretch to get to a bowl. And, you know, it's interesting because this program as a program all time has only been in nine bowl games, but six have been in the last 10 years. So Isn't that there, wild? So there's been really a lot of success here historically for Vanderbilt um, in these last few years. And Derek Mason now is only the second coach to take Vanderbilt to more than one bowl game in his career. So really there's a lot of history going on here, and they're hoping that, hey, if if Vanderbilt can beat Baylor, it'll be seven wins. It'll be the best season Derek Mason's had here in Nashville. What would a win in this bowl game mean for this program going forward? I mean, I, th- I think it would be huge. I mean, you know, he, they, they talk a lot. I remember two years ago going to Shreveport in the Independence Bowl, playing NC State. Going into it, they said, hey, you know, we're sitting at 6-6, six and six, but we'd love to finish our year with a winning record instead of a losing record, obviously being 6-7. and seven. Uh, They fell short against NC State in that game and did finish 6-7, and seven, but you know, I think just finishing with a winning record for the first time in his career at Vanderbilt for Derek Mason would be huge for them going forward because this is, I mean, having seen it from the inside here, having been at Vanderbilt for two years, it's a really tough place to win. I mean, you've got uh, one of the smaller budgets, well, the smallest budget in the SEC for an athletic department. Um, it's the toughest school to get into in terms of academically, so you're having to kind of fight that battle. And uh, just from a resource standpoint, you know, from – for media uh, media coverage, I mean, you're sitting in a pro sports town with the Nashville Predators and Tennessee Titans, and no other SEC teams really have to deal with that. And so right. it, it, it can be a difficult job. So I think what Derek Mason's done here is commendable, and I think that this program continues to be on the rise. And, you know, two bowl games in three years, again, only the second coach to have done that in program history. I mean, I, I think getting to a bowl game is an accomplishment in its own, but to finish with a winning record would really send this team – into the offseason with some momentum. So I know they're definitely hoping they can go out and uh, play pretty successfully against the Bears. You talked about lower budget, you know, busy town in Nashville. It's kind of funny to have Vanderbilt going up against Baylor, which is another smaller private school, higher academic standards than a lot of the conference. Is that of any significance that we have these two academically renowned private institutions playing in this big game? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. You know, that is something that this team hangs its hat on. Talk about Vanderbilt, at least, just because, you know, you talk about NCAA things like uh, graduation success rate and APR. Um, those are those are things that this school and this program uh, really take pride in. I mean, Vanderbilt football for the last few years has led the SEC in academic progress rate. Um, I certainly don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would imagine Baylor's pretty high up there when it comes to uh, the Big 12 as well. And so, you, you know, you got – they really pride, this whole department prides having the quote-unquote true student-athlete that really takes advantage of both on-the-field and off-the-field <clears throat> opportunities. And, you know, I think for this team, you got guys on this squad that are very, very successful off the field but are um, have been developed into, into very impactful players on it. And so it's just a different kind of student-athlete here than you see in different corners of the SEC. And uh, I would imagine Baylor's in sort of a similar boat there in the Big 12. Absolutely. And Baylor's kind of always hung their head on that, but it's become even more of a priority since Matt Rule arrived, obviously after everything that went on here. Matt Rule and Derek Mason have faced each other before. What do you know about that story and about the mutual respect that those guys have for one another? Yeah, I mean, Derek Mason mentioned that um, on the Sunday press conference that that we did here uh, after the bowl was announced. Obviously, the, the first game, I believe, of Derek Mason's career here at Vanderbilt was against Temple here in town, and it was not one of the games that went in the Commodore's favor, obviously, when Matt Rule was the head coach of the Owls. And so I'm sure that's uh, in the back of Derek Mason's mind here, but he spoke very highly about the kind of team that Matt Rule is building there 
at Baylor, obviously, you know, when he was hired, coming off difficult circumstances in terms of program building there. But I think to bounce back from the season they had in 2017 and, and playing playing very well right now to get to a bowl game after that, I mean, Derek Mason was, you know, offered a lot of high praise for, for what Matt Rule has done. Now, people can point to that first game when they played against each other a few years ago, and certainly while the two coaches were matching up, the two teams could not be, I would say, more different than they probably are Absolutely. right now. So I'm not sure yeah. Derek Mason's taking a lot uh, of stock from that, but, uh, yeah, I'd imagine that's something that kind of sticks in the back of his mind heading into this game. Yeah, so let's let's look in at some of the specific matchups here. Let's talk about first about Vanderbilt's offense. Tell me some of the key players Baylor fans need to watch for, uh, a little bit about the scheme and kind of what Vanderbilt's going to try to do to move the ball against Baylor. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, at least in, in Derek Mason's tenure here, this team on offense probably has some of the more NFL-caliber players, a lot of guys that are at least considering maybe even leaving early for the NFL. Um, I think it all starts with, with Kyle Shermer. He's not one that's leaving early. He's a senior, so he's leaving anyway. But Kyle Shermer's the quarterback here. Uh, senior, his his father, Pat Shermer, is the head coach of the New York Giants in the NFL. Um, Kyle Shermer has been the starter here since late in his freshman season. Uh, he's grown exponentially, I would say, in terms of accuracy and poise in his time here. It's all been under the same offensive coordinator and Andy Ludwig. And I think Kyle is really kind of the motor that – that, that fuels this uh, this offense right now, and for the you know one of the times in his career where he's got some really good weapons with him. Keyshawn Bond is the probably the bell cow of the running backs. He was an Illinois transfer who transferred before the 2017 season. Um, he's a Nashville guy, but transferred back here. Sat out last season, really starred on special teams at running back, and this year he was voted the SEC Newcomer of the Year by the Associated Press. Um, he's led the SEC in yards per carry this season with 7.3. Um, I want to say he had seven plays of 40 yards or more. No other SEC player had more than four that this year. So not. he's a very explosive guy out of the backfield. They'll be feeding him a lot. Um, had he been healthy a lot this year, he missed a couple games with an injury. And had he been healthy, I think they would have won a couple more games, certainly. But, you know, I think Kyle Shermer, Keyshawn Vaughn, huge for them on offense. you got Kalijah Lipscomb, who's kind of their main – uh, junior wide receiver there. He's a, he's a big play threat, and then I think a big part of their passing game too is Jared Pinkney, um, who is uh, who's their tight end. He's a he's a redshirt junior, and he's a guy who could potentially leave also for the NFL if he chooses. But there's a there's a lot of I would say a lot of weapons on this team more than you'd see usually on a Vanderbilt offense. And you know when you have that seniority at some of these positions, it helps a lot. And Kyle Shermer is kind of the guy that leads that charge, but he's got a lot of weapons with him on that offense. And now let's go to the other side of the ball. Baylor's offense has been kind of hit or miss this year, but when it hits, it can be very explosive and very dangerous. How does Vanderbilt's defense look to line up against a big play offense like Baylor, and what do you expect to see? And again, tell Baylor fans who a couple of the big playmakers are on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think just from an overall perspective, kind of the big storyline heading into this year for Vanderbilt was that they had a defensive coordinator for the first time in a few years. I mean, Derek Mason came here for his first season – had a defensive coordinator and then let go of his offensive and defensive coordinators after his first season here, which didn't go as he planned. And then the last three years, he called the defense himself because, as you might recall, getting him this job was his tenure as a defense coordinator at Stanford, played a couple of Rose Bowls there, was very successful, and he knows defense inside and out. The 2017 defense wasn't as explosive as he had wanted and aggressive as he had wanted. He calls in his friend Jason Tarver, who'd been with the San Francisco 49ers, had been an NFL and college defensive coordinator, and now he's in charge of the defense this year. And 
you know, the, the biggest thing that he changed, Jason Tarver did with this team, is focusing on turnovers and takeaways, and they have, they have definitely uh, taken advantage of that. I don't have the number in front of me right now, but I think they have something like 20 or 21 takeaways this year, doing a good job of turning turnovers into points. Um, you know, against Tennessee in the season finale, Tennessee quarterback Jared Garantano had thrown something like 150 consecutive passes without an interception. They picked him off in that game. Um, so right now I think the thing about this defense under Jason Tarver is just being a ball-hawking unit. They like to cause havoc, and uh, I think that starts in a lot of ways with their secondary. I mean, one of the probably most NFL-ready players on defense is cornerback Juwan Williams. He's a junior. Uh, you don't see a lot of many many six three cornerbacks out there, but he's a big uh, specimen who essentially won them the game against Ole Miss. Um, you know, towards the end of the season by uh, breaking up the the last second pass from Ole Miss's quarterback in overtime that really sealed the game there uh, on their possession. So he's really dangerous to them up front. You got guys like Dari Odingbo. Um, he's actually a Texas native. I think he's from Dallas and. He's a senior on that line. You got a linebacker, uh, Jordan Griffin, who at, at one stretch this year he had 36 tackles in two games at one point um, for them in the middle of that defense. So they do have some playmakers on that side of the ball. They can sometimes give up a lot of yardage on the ground. That could be, um, I guess, a little bit scary for this team going against someone like Baylor. But uh, if, if they can shut down things on the ground against the team and cause some turnovers, generally good things happen for them. So what I'm hearing the more I talk to you is that there are so many similarities between these two teams, just as far as head coaches who value toughness and respect on and off the field, as far as head coaches that value NFL schemes and NFL style systems and that sort of thing. Obviously, we talked about two private institutions that, that are more known for things other than football, but who are really starting to get some success. Last thought for you, what do you think is going to happen in this game? What do you expect to see? And what are a couple of things Baylor needs to do if they're going to beat the Commodores this coming uh, bowl game? Well, I think the biggest thing, if you're Baylor, I mean, I think you want to stop the run. The, most of the time for Vanderbilt, when it's most successful, is when its offense is balanced. If they're not having to rely on Kyle Shermer on one end or having to rely on Keyshawn Vaughn, the running backs on the other end, those are when they kind of struggle. So in the games against Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Tennessee late in the year in which Vanderbilt has success, oftentimes it was very balanced on both sides of the ball. If, if, if Baylor's defense can stop them up front from running the ball and keep Keyshawn Vaughn from breaking off those huge runs, it's going to put some pressure on Kyle Shermer and, you know, in, in Baylor's eyes, hopefully force him into some turnovers. But, you know, I think also for – for Baylor's offense, they don't want to turn the ball over. That's something that, as I, as I mentioned, Vanderbilt's defense has been good against offenses this year in causing mistakes, kind of wreaking havoc up front and in the backside of the defense. And so, you know, I, I think the way that this team, this uh, Vanderbilt team is playing right now, uh, given its seniority and just the experience they have on both sides of the ball and knowing that, hey, we're, we're going to be without Kyle Shermer here, our senior quarterback, after this game. Uh, he's done with his college career. I really think the Commodores get it done and, and they go out and win and beat Baylor in the Texas Bowl and have the first winning season in Derek Mason's tenure here. All right, Zach. Hey, thanks so much, man. That's, I think, all I've really got for you. Got anything else that you think might be of interest or of note to Baylor fans? Uh, n not that I can think of. I mean, other than, you know, that there's a lot of – we have a bunch of Texas-born players on this team here um, for for Vanderbilt, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of them are excited to come back there and, uh, I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I think, to my knowledge, there might have been only one other time that Vanderbilt's ever played 
um, in a dome in an indoor stadium. And I think that was back in like the late 80s. They played at Tulane. Oh, wow. um, so it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to go for this team just because they're not used to playing in a situation like that. But, you know, also wondering what the crowd's going to be like. If this could be a de facto road game for, for Vanderbilt, you know, not being too far away from Waco there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this team. Well, hey, enjoy your time in Houston. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast a little bit and helping me out. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again very much to Zach Ellis of Vanderbilt Athletics for coming on the podcast to give us such a thorough preview and great insight into what Vanderbilt's season has looked like and what they're going to try to do against the Baylor Bears. Really appreciate it, Zach. Thank you again so very much. And now here are my three keys to the game for Baylor if we're going to beat the Vanderbilt Commodores. And here's the deal, y'all. It's the same stuff that we've talked about all season. Going into this bowl game, nothing is a surprise anymore. We know what this Baylor team is, and we know what this Baylor team has to do to win and what they don't do when they lose. And so ultimately, these three keys are going to sound very familiar. But if Baylor can do these three things, I think Baylor will come away with a win against Vanderbilt in the Texas Bowl. Number one... Offensive line has to play well. It's really simple. The offensive line has to play well. Vanderbilt is used to going against SEC, NFL caliber offensive linemen. And Baylor does not have any one lineman that good today. And so Baylor's line as a unit has to play fantastically. Add on to this that Jalen Hurd will not be playing this game. And who can blame him? After sustaining an injury against Texas Tech, he's going to sit this one out and get ready for his NFL career. And frankly, I don't blame him a lick. I wish him nothing but the best. He was great for us this season and an integral part in getting us to this bowl game. But that is why we will miss him so much. And so this Baylor offense is going to be leaning more on the run game, leaning more on other wide receivers like Denzel, Mims, and Tyquan Thornton, Charlie Brewer is going to need time, and these running backs are going to need holes. We don't have Jalen Hurd to get us that fourth and one. We don't have Jalen Hurd. He can just push his way forward for one. We need a hole for Jermichael Hasty if he plays. He may not play. We need a hole for John Lovett in those fourth and one situations. And so the offensive line is the first and the most important key to this game. They have to play well with the absence of an offensive star like Jalen Hurd. You can't lean on other guys if the quarterback isn't protected and if the running backs don't have holes through which to run. Really counting on that offensive line. And with Coach Bell having a month to get them ready, I think we'll see one of their best performances of the season. Key number two, the defense cannot give up big plays. You heard Zach Ellis talking about Keyshawn Vaughn, Vanderbilt's stellar running back, and all of the explosive big plays he's busted off against SEC defenses this season. This guy is capable of that long, explosive big play. In fact, he's probably more capable of that than any other running back we've faced this season. That should scare Baylor fans. Again, the month of prep should help. The month of prep in Phil Snow's defensive scheme to get ready to stop this Vanderbilt offense should really help Baylor. And I agree with Zach. Baylor needs to focus on stopping the big play on the run and not worry about the fact that Vanderbilt has an NFL quarterback back there. Baylor needs to play disciplined defense and stop the run and prevent the big play. 
Keyshawn Vaughn is going to break one off. We need to make sure it happens maybe once and it's not for a score. And speaking of holding big plays on the defensive side, the third key to this game is going to be forcing a couple of turnovers and creating big plays on special teams or defense. Baylor in its wins has made some big plays, blocking kicks, blocking punts, getting big interceptions. We must win the turnover margin in this game. We must. It's something we've really struggled with all year, forcing turnovers, but we got to do it. If we're going to beat a Vanderbilt team who, like Zach said, won three of their last four and their last two in a row to get into this bowl game, we might feel really good after what we did against Texas Tech, but Vanderbilt is also feeling very hot after what they were able to do against some really good SEC opponents this year, and especially the way they were able to get into this game. Both teams really want it. And in this game of passion and excitement, where both teams are capable of moving the ball, where both teams are capable of getting stops, you got to force some turnovers. And so for Baylor, it means being aggressive. If we give up a big play like through the air because a corner jumps a pass trying to get an interception and misses it by an inch, that's fine. I'm okay with that if we are trying to force turnovers. Let's be aggressive. you got to play disciplined. got to stop the run, but go strip the ball. Let's go get an interception. Let's go block another punt. That is huge. If we can get a couple of those big plays on the defensive end or on special teams, we'll be in really good shape to defeat the Vanderbilt Commodores. And those are my three big keys to winning the Texas Bowl. That's all we've got for this little Texas Bowl preview. We will come back with our last full episode of Please Bear With Me next week with a special former Baylor star who will be on the podcast as well as grades from some of your favorite podcast guests this season. They will grade Baylor season. We will recap the Texas Bowl, give out some end of the season awards, MVP uh, on both sides of the ball newcomer, that sort of thing. We're going to have some fun with the episode next week. And so I hope you'll join us next week for the big wrap up to this season of Please Bear With Me. It's been a blast. Thanks for tuning in for this quick Texas Bowl preview. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. I hope you are still in the Christmas spirit and having a good time. And I hope to see all of you in Houston at the Texas Bowl. I'll be there with my family and I would love to see you there. Thanks, Sikkim Bears, and let's go get a win against the Vanderbilt Commodores. For Please Bear With Me and Bears Illustrated, my name is Scotty Swingler. Thanks again so much. Please Bear With Me is brought to you by Bears Illustrated over at Baylor 247. Thanks to my man Tim Watkins over there. Thanks to Iron Kids for all the music you heard on today's podcast. Go check them out, Iron Kids, on SoundCloud. I've been Scotty Swingler, and this is Please Bear With Me. Please Bear With Me.